0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and is for the title of Greatest Podcast Ever Made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook, and from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet
1: World Order. Well, it's time. We're back. Welcome back to this new episode of the Internet World Order podcast. I'm Austin Cook with my co-host, Caleb Mecklemore. But today we're welcoming back. a Guest, a familiar face, if you will, Mikey Schuler. He wanted to come on and talk to us today, and we were more than happy to have him come aboard. And today we're going to be talking about the Evil Dead. So, Mikey, say hi. Hi. Good enough. All right. (laughs) Off to a great start. (laughs) All right. Keeping it simple. Um, So it's Halloween. It's spooky season. I mean, for for me, all year is spooky season, so nothing really changes. But, you know, this is the perfect time to be talking about some classics, some Halloween movies. And we're going to start it off this month with one of our favorite categories, which is horror movies. I know, Caleb, you're not the biggest horror movie guy. No, uh, as
0: I've, when Austin and I were talking about this in the past, uh, horror movies, I, I never really had much getting along with. I've always been a bigger fan of horror games because I get to shoot the thing scaring me, where in horror movies, I get to watch people be stupid and get themselves killed because of it.
1: Right, and like this, you know, the, I definitely can imagine that you're probably like, you don't really like being anxious watching something. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh my gosh go like, yeah. what are you doing why are you staying there Mikey and I so Mikey and I have been friends for well over a decade now uh, Mikey we used to watch horror movies together right do you remember some of the horror movies we would watch
2: oh I remember plenty
1: yeah it was good stuff we uh, I think we would have nights where we'd watch like The Exorcist and like you know The Evil Dead obviously which is probably a big time favorite I think this is one of the first ones that we all watched as a big group together we would have our friends get together and we've been watching it for years. Whereas for Caleb, I believe this is his first time watching it. <laughs> so. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for us, like I know like what, you know, I want to talk about your guys's initial thoughts. Like when we first watched this movie, because this is very much an iconic movie in horror and for the industry in general, because it's, a low budget film it's very simple in it's plot and it's acting and it also introduces to Bruce Campbell as a leading man aka Ash Williams who I would say most people know like especially in like you know the horror community but like Ash Williams is a pretty big deal and like you know we had the recent star series with Ash versus Evil Dead which if you have a stomach for gore you should watch this because it's it's silly it's over the top but it's it's awesome it's so good but like starting with mikey like what were your initial thoughts when we watched this because i know that like we were younger at the time you know like we were in like middle school high school when we were first really getting into this what like what did you think when you first watched this movie
2: no <laughs> honestly i was just yeah, i think because i saw the 2013 remake first and then yeah then you're like hey let's watch this i was like okay cool and i was expecting like a similar Type atmosphere, and then I found myself laughing more often than not. But overall, it's just it, it's it's a movie. <laughs> it's a it movie is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legendary I
1: movie. So I actually forgot that you watched the the newer one before that because the new one, like I, I know, I probably talked about it earlier. The new one was supposed to be what the original. Was going to be if that makes any sense. Nope, guess not. Uh, <laughs> I, I think like I, I'm just bad at explaining it. Evil, the Evil Dead, the 1981 version set out to be like this really like dark, grim, like super serious, super scary horror movie. And because of some issues that arose, it was not entirely that. And <laughs> they remade the movie back in 2013 with uh, Fede Alvarez directing and a new cast of characters it's extremely graphic and gross and disgusting and considerably more scary and I know I like when we talked about it when I was like hey Caleb like do you want to be on and he was like uh I don't know if I want to be on watching that (laughs) I was like uh no we'd be watching the original one and you kind of were like oh so like you know, you kind of had an idea of what it was like. What did you expect when you first watched this, and what did you feel when you first experienced this movie? Because it's it's not just a movie; it's it's a viewing experience for sure. Oh,
0: it absolutely is. I wish whether it was I wish I had like we could have like watched it together, but because it would have been hilarious, like probably getting the reactions. But um, I knew about Ash cause, I mean, it, I know you say he's big in the horror community. He's just big in general. Everyone knows who Ash Williams is. If you've if you're any level of like movie buff at all, you know the character, even if you've never watched the movies. And I remember seeing a couple of videos where people talk about how different the first Evil Dead is versus the other two. <laughs> I didn't realize how different. And as you already alluded to, with it being on a small budget, so I, I forgave a lot of the goofier moments of it, realizing what they were working with. But it was interesting. I mean, I actually really didn't end up enjoying it because I do appreciate because I can see where a lot of the uh, tropes and all well, things that are considered tropes now were kind of maybe not like invented by this movie, but like they were definitely made into a big deal because of this movie. And it was just interesting seeing Bruce Campbell, how he acts in this movie versus how Ash is in literally everything else. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, we love our character development. <laughs> I've been thinking about that because like every time I watch this movie, like, I, I know you guys probably will say pretty much the same thing. He's kind of a total coward.
2: <laughs> kind of?
1: Like, kind of, Oh, yeah, kind definitely. Of
0: he, he's literally standing there with, a, I think, the axe or the gun and as this guy's fighting one of the possessed people and he's like, help me. He's like,
1: uh... <laughs> I'm really glad you brought that scene up because I know watching it now. I think every time I've shown it to someone, it's more of just like to get to see their experience watching the movie. Cause I've seen this movie like 50 times and, but it's always with someone. So I'm always waiting and I'm like in the back, like ah,
2: we'll
1: just wait for this scene. And <laughs> there's so many parts of this movie where I realize that they like, they'll hold on something and then reuse that in the same scene.
0: So I wasn't going crazy when I saw them. Like, what is this Hanna-Barbera reusing stuff?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like the scene where it's like when uh, Shelly first gets possessed after the bathroom scene, which mm, (laughs) that's that's actually kind of a scary scene. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I was like, wait, this is kind of oh, wait, never mind. And (laughs) when we actually get to the scene and when she's screaming, like because he stabs her with the dagger Mm -hmm. and then she screams. I should have timed it because I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just me, but that was the longest scream ever.
0: No, to the point that, like, I, I felt like I was watching, like, a meme of, like, where, like, this, I almost, like, expected one to just to walk away and, like, or like start reading a book while they're waiting for it to finish.
1: Evil dead scream for 10 hours. <laughs>
0: like, it felt <laughs> like
1: it. <laughs> it was just so, because, like, this, it's something I've noticed about, like, Sam Raimi's earlier work a la like this is his first movie ever (laughs) oh okay then I can give a lot of slack knowing that yeah knowing what he pulled off like you know there's definitely like it's very much a first time movie like you can see it in so many different aspects where you're like why is this really dark basement super lit (laughs) (laughs) I don't like Mikey I, I think you and I talked about it when we first watched it but like did you notice how (laughs) <laughs> like, even the
2: basement was like really bright. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I even shouted mid movie. I'm like, why is this so bright?
1: <laughs> oh, it makes so much sense. Like, they kind of have the excuse of like, if they're outside, you can tell that, like, okay, maybe there's some moonlight or something. Like, you know, in the infamous tree scene, which we're going to cover that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Well, yeah it's it almost has gotten worse with age it it bothered me at the time and it bothers me even more now just because i'm like yikes um there's so many times in the movie where like and because I, I watched it with my uncle and he was telling me he's like pay attention to how well you can see a lot of the the darkness in the movie and they're in the basement and it's dead silent and he you know when he first walks in and i'm like are there lights on? <laughs> like you could just tell that they lit it. Cause they are like, well, it's going to be too dark otherwise. And right. they were working with a budget. Um, Mikey, yeah, I know like I talked to you about it and like you and Caleb as well, but like, I think they had 350 to $400,000, which for a lot of people, they're probably like, Oh, that's awesome. Like that's so much money in movie world. That's nothing <laughs> that is- to help give a,
0: Frame of reference. There are episodes of cartoons that cost half a million dollars, and minimum, minimum. So yeah, that budget couldn't even afford a. I'm not even talking like a major cartoon like SpongeBob or something like some new cartoon on Netflix. So
1: they literally had nothing to work with. They made a pretty good amount of it work pretty well. Like some of it, when I go back and watch it, I was like, wow, that's genuinely horrifying. And then I'm sure, like, you know, (laughs) we're going to talk about some of the other things, but there's some moments in this movie (laughs) where (laughs) you could see their makeup. Like, you guys remember the scene where, um, like, um, his sister, Cheryl, right? Uh, Ash's sister is named Cheryl, right? Uh. Yeah. Okay. When Cheryl, like, after she gets possessed, you can see her... uh, like her hand you can see like the little sleeve of where like the makeup ends when she's reaching for the pencil <laughs>
2: did you guys notice that yeah i did not i'm gonna have to look for that now uh, I, pretty- mean, <laughs> I
0: guess i guess i kind of just let it all slide because i realized like let like a small budget especially when like his girlfriend like initially gets possessed and she's like going in and out of it so she's like she's mm-hmm. covered in makeup not is not so i'm like yeah or just I was going to go ahead and say this as like, so I got my degree in acting for both theater and stage.
1: He's got a degree guys. No, no, I
0: gotta say that because my people that know that me from theater will be mad if I don't mention this the way they did ashes bruises over the course of the movie. (laughs) They were so dark. Like it reminded me of like when I was in class, having to learn how to do that. And like, you just overdid it. And it looked like someone wailed on you for like 10 minutes.
1: Right. It it looks like bruises that were like decidedly not fresh. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they been there for a while.
0: You're like you're sitting there like, did you get hit by a truck? Why are they that
1: dark? Yeah, I, I mean speaking of that, that's how the movie actually kind of starts. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> 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 transitions. It, that first scene is a perfect example of like Raimi's style and how like so many elements of it like developed over time. Because for anyone who doesn't know, Sam Raimi this was his first movie he went on to make Darkman have you guys seen Darkman I haven't it's uh I think it's on Peacock which is like NBC's stream I think it's free with ads um but it's cool I watched Darkman on there and you could see so much of it it was like an R-rated like superhero movie with Liam Neeson as like this man who could like change um but it's the same Raimi superhero film before Spider-Man and you can see so much of it prevalent in there. And, you know, I've gotten the chance to watch him develop over time. This man made the Spider-Man trilogy that we all grew up with. And I love
0: it. I it's love every amazing. bit of it.
1: <laughs> it's I wouldn't have it any other way, but it was so shocking to me because, you know, obviously as a kid, I wasn't allowed to watch the evil Dead <laughs> until I got older and watching the spider-man movies and then my uncle telling me like hey by the way the guy who made spider-man also made this and i was like you're right and then (laughs) the the opening scene where they're just talking in the car and it's like this super mellow like super over dramatic like scene where there's a truck and they're like there's a truck and there's like honking and then there's like four slam zooms all of like different things (laughs)
0: Oh, so weird. I kept like when nothing ended up happening. I was
1: like, wait, all of that was for that. All of that was for nothing. (laughs) Like, I remember when I showed it to Mikey the first time and it's slam zooms on that girl. Like the accident's already pretty much over. Like they've already avoided it. And they do like this really intense slam zoom on one of the girls just screaming (laughs) And I looked over at Mikey And he was laughing so
2: hard (laughs) Do you remember that? Oh, I sure do (laughs) Because you were laughing And you're like, what was that? (laughs) What what was the point of that? I mean, we're talking about
1: Unnecessary Zooms Yo, there's plenty (laughs) (laughs) There's, oh my gosh I forgot I keep forgetting about how like kind of creepy and how like inventive the whole like camera following them like it's its own entity thing is true interesting because like that I you don't really see that a whole lot throughout like other movies I think because it like very clearly comes across as like a ripoff of Evil Dead but I keep forgetting that this is where like that came from like when people talk about like the camera as its own entity following the character in a horror movie like this is like the movie that really created that. And that's why it's so like influential on other horror movies. Can you think of an, like another example, like either of you guys where they do that in other movies? I'm not sure about movies, but I know like
0: the only thing I could think it was like reality TV, but that's a whole different
1: thing. Yeah, I, different setting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like other
0: other movies. I'm trying to think like oh uh uh Birdman.
1: Birdman, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think like in a different kind of way, but definitely with a similar idea behind it, I guess. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I know, like, have you guys looked up, like, what the production was like for this movie? Just just out of curiosity.
2: Yeah, it was basically, it was it was hell, in a way.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was, from all accounts, it was a complete nightmare, because it, this was filmed on location. Oh, starting to sound very familiar to me. Yeah. (laughs) They uh, like the one thing is like this movie would absolutely be filmed in a studio in a world where they had the money to afford a studio. And this isn't their fault. It's they're, you know, working with what they got. This is true like indie filmmaking. They filmed this in a random cabin in Tennessee. Like a cabin I just happened to find. I think well, they rented a cat. It's not like they just like came across one, and they're like this one like <laughs> okay. I think they actually had to like rent it and like go through like the proper like permits for it. that makes but sense it, like it makes it so much more difficult because you can you have to be really conscientious of what you're altering in the filmmaking. and you know, you don't have any lights. you don't have anything that can help you really get set up for like I think that's why the lighting was so like aggressively bright in areas where it had no right to be and right. I think like the more I learn about this film production, the more all of this makes sense. Like you have a small limited budget and you're trying your best to make something scary with minimal makeup and you're doing the best you can with a small crew and everyone wants to kill each other because it's either really hot or really cold and you're cramped in a tiny little cabin in the woods in Tennessee and you have nowhere to go. That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> like I think like it almost made the movie more authentic.
0: I felt everything you just said. Never mind. Different story. But um <laughs> well, I mean meta joke too- for those that get that. But um yeah, very meta. <laughs> but uh no, it's it, and the biggest thing that you're that you hadn't mentioned is when you're filming on location like that, that means you are subject to the elements which you cannot control.
1: Right. And they're in Tennessee. I, I think the movie is supposed to take place in Michigan, but this is in Tennessee. And I'm pretty sure they filmed in like fall or winter
2: or something like that.
1: Oh yeah. And Tennessee has weather. It has seasons. Yes. So <laughs> Imagine being a film crew working not in a studio environment, but in a cabin in the woods. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I can't imagine
1: that speaking of which, I think that's where the name cabin in the woods came from was because of this movie. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Right. Like I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, there's so many evil dead references like throughout that movie that like, again, it just like just shows how like this movie has influenced everything over time. And
0: oh, yeah. it's a lot like with alien. Like when we covered that uh, evil does the same thing. It's blue. It's fingerprints are on everything.
1: Right, and you know, with Evil Dead, like especially for the horror genre, in particular because I would say that this movie is more traditionally horror than Alien was. True, not that Alien's less of a horror movie; it's just that this movie, I think, has a bigger impact on horror films in general.
0: Well, because that's what I was going for specifically. Whereas Alien's also like sci-fi, whereas this is like we have possessions and zombies and dismemberment, all the mm-hmm. typical things of of a horror movie.
1: Right, it's very like I don't. I'm avoiding saying stereotypical, but because that's not what it was technically at the time, but they have a group of kids. Like for anyone who doesn't know, we've just been hammering on about this. (laughs) The whole time. Like we, we've just been talking about like what our reactions to this were like spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know. Like if you know, we're, we're going to talk about spoilers for this movie. They, it's about Ash Williams is like the main character and like he, his sister, his girlfriend, and then like his friend and their girlfriend all go out to a cabin in the woods and they're just there to like hang out and part. Like there's no real reason. They're just like, let's go to the cabin in the woods and, and drink, which makes sense. I mean, that's what kids do.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it really felt like if like we have like a long week, like a three day weekend or something like college. You're just like,
1: let's go do this. You guys want to go read tapes from a professor who talked about his wife dying and then he reanimated her through a corpse and then it says something demonically.
0: Yeah. And he, he may or may not have been communicating with Cthulhu because
1: you know, who knows? He totally was like, yeah, I know you <laughs> like Lovecraft is very much like all over this movie. And <laughs> it, it's just, it's so interesting to like look at like, cause I didn't really read a whole lot of Lovecraft growing up. I think I just, no, it just wasn't it, which is funny because like I write so much horror now that it's like, how did I not read Lovecraft? They, <laughs> I had this movie instead. When you look at like the the story of it, it's very like American, like hey, let's all go to the woods and get drunk in the cabin and like get away from college because uh, I think they're Michigan, they're Michigan students. I think
0: yeah, because one of them had a sweater on that said like Michigan State or something. One of them yeah. had like a college sweater.
1: Yeah, which I think Sam Raimi did go to Michigan State and I think he was. I think he was majoring in English, funny enough, but I think he left to make this movie. Actually,
0: interesting. And
1: right, this was like his college movie. They made a little film called Into the Woods or like Within the Woods. Okay, I'm gonna mess it up. But (laughs) it's like this like eight millimeter short film, um, basically with the similar story. And basically, they unleash this ancient evil that possesses and kills them off like one by one. Which, when this first starts, there's a scene that we kind of alluded to earlier and you guys knew this was coming, but I let's talk about the tree scene and oh boy. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it, let's just get it. Let's rip off the bandaid now and just kind of get this one out of the way. Um, I'm going to let you guys talk about it first. And like Mikey, like what were your initial reactions to it? And like as, as you've watched it again, like, what's changed now versus, like, the first time you've seen it? And, like, what are your, like, feelings about, like, this scene in the movie?
2: Ah, uh, man, you know, 2013 when I first saw it, I was absolutely stunned. I think you looked at me and I was completely wide eyed the moment I saw it. And then the more I watch it, the more I just get uncomfortable, really. I mean, it just, it's a very uneasy setting. And it's just, I... <laughs> I, yeah. It's a scene I do not look forward to. It's my least
1: favorite part of the whole movie, and I think for very good reason. Uh, right. <laughs> well,
2: I know,
0: was like, but I, when I saw it, because... Do, do you we, know about it, Caleb? No, I had no idea, because no one talks about that scene. So I had no idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a reason we don't, and you probably now know why. <laughs> yeah, no, because, well, I mean, I was... When I saw that,
0: I was like, wait, this took a really dark... Like, we keep dancing around it, but because for people who maybe you haven't seen it or maybe it's been a long time and you pushed it out of your memory, which we're about to bring that back. So you're welcome. Um, it, it's Cheryl, right? Or which one is, which woman goes out there?
2: Yeah. Cheryl. It. Okay, yeah. cool.
0: Uh, she's the one. I mean, I think it's kind of funny. as like the artistic one is the one who gets like initially, I guess, uh, I guess more more sensitive to it, whatever, but basically gets, possessed first and she hears a voice and she gets freaked out and go and she's like going deep into the woods like and you're watching especially myself of like this is my first time ever seeing it i'm like you're breaking it's like oh right 81 these weren't tropes yet of the right. you don't go by yourself into the dark woods this was a different time <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah there's a like, you don't do that now obviously because you're like are you wanting to die a slow, painful death? But um, she goes out there stupidly because, you know, teenagers. And basically a bunch of like, from the trees, a bunch of like tree branches and vines, like initially tie her up. And I was like, oh, she's about to die. And then she gets laid on the ground. I was like, okay. And then the, the when it really started getting uncomfortable is when they, like it opens up her shirt it's like and sort of like squeeze on her and pulls the legs apart. And I just like, "Oh, this took a turn."
1: <laughs> yeah, trigger warning for anyone who's listening to this right now. This is uh, this is some dark stuff. So I did, you know, just fair warning, right?
0: Well, about that, it. And I know we talk about like it. I mean, it's very obviously uncomfortable. But I was like, "There's a part of me is like that is so, that is the point." And I guess a part of me is also thinking is like, in a movie that has all this like murder and dismemberment and craziness going I was like I don't know I I understand why people like where this is like the where people draw the line Mm -hmm. but also I'm like I can almost hear the counter argument of going so the dismemberment isn't where you draw the line this is
1: yeah it's (laughs) they like you know that's the the tough part with this and like again you know final final warning on that in case you guys are listening Feel free to tune out because it it does deal with sexual assault. This is a it's incredibly gross and graphic. And this tree basically sexually assaults her. And it it kind of, you know, it comes across as like her, like, it's really uncomfortable to watch because it, you know, it's very painful, like watching her and then seeing her reaction to it. And it's very, like, confusing. I do not like this scene. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and say that in any way, nor should you. And I, I know that like when they made this, they was obviously with the intent of like, this should make you uncomfortable. This should make you, you know, be frightened and afraid. It's interesting because this, like Sam Raimi has actually like talked about it in interviews and with other people. And he says, I do. That is the one scene that I regret from my career. I can is filming that scene.
0: I, and I can understand that. Cause it's like with you, especially with you saying this is his first movie. So yeah. you kind of have all that like, you know, tons of ideas and especially with this being like done very guerrilla-esque, like you so, said, like them just having a cabin instead of a studio all that. So it kind of felt like a situation where he could see it in his head of like what should have been done. Mm-hmm. But no one was like, there was no one there telling him uh, this isn't going to come across the way you think it is.
1: And I think that they actually like because they talked about it and I think You know, uh, Cheryl's actress,
2: I don't think she was super comfortable with it, which I don't blame her. I don't (laughs) like. Oh, yeah. She she didn't even know that was happening until post production. You're right. You're right. I almost forgot about that.
0: How how do you hide that until post production?
2: Yeah. She knew that she knew she was going to get, you know, like the tree was going to get real touchy with her, and she knew her legs were going to spread apart, but she did not know it was going to assault her until after. Yeah, I I think they added the, like, the
1: tree, like, oh, God, this is just gross to talk about. Yeah, that's the part, like, literally,
0: yeah, it's that last part, too, like, like, that's where it really just, like, because the rest of it's, like, it could have stopped right before that part, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. and she could have ran off, and it's, like, okay, I get it. Still unnecessary, but I get the, I get what you're going for. It's that last part where it's, like, okay, now that's
1: unnecessary. Right. You know, like, when we talk about, like, what's necessary in this movie and what's not, I think the thing about this that bugs me is that like the assault, like you could have had the trees attack her and like try to hurt her and then ended it there.
0: Yeah. And, or even like attempt to undress her and she gets away from it.
1: Yeah. Even, even just implying it, I think is actually scarier than showing it. Yeah. And it, it's a very much a mark of like a first time filmmaker who, you know, cause this movie there's this movie is many things, but restrained is not one of them. you see that with a lot of the gore in this movie because oh yeah we forgot to mention this movie is gory Yeah. (laughs) and this is the scene that bugs me the most i think because like the gore in the rest of the movie kind of makes sense within the rules whatever rules that it kind of exists in this universe like i don't (laughs) don't know if you guys picked up on many rules there's a couple but (laughs) well i'll I'll say this like there's a it's gonna sound
0: strange but i'm gonna connect to another like horror movie slash book, uh, with, uh, Stephen King's, it. mm-hmm. it's a crazy book. And, uh, you're and, going to talk about exactly, oh, no, but, and oh. yeah, it's crazy book, killer clown, people getting like all sorts of cr- horrific things happening to them. And then out of nowhere, there's like the main children decide to have like a group orgy oh, and they're just man. like, what? And everyone has just, because it's so out of character for what the rest of the movie, because and they don't talk about it again and never gets mm. referenced again.
1: And because people are like, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Like it, it really did. They're like, how do we make them bond together? And it's like anything but that. Exactly. Like, and, that's, <laughs> that's what, and
0: that's what this tree scene to me kind of was in the Evil Dead. It's like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. There was no like foreshadowing yeah. of like, if they not saying it would make it okay, but if if there was something that kind of, said, like, maybe this was something that could happen. Like, in other words, like, this is on the table. But no, you just get blindsided with it. And you're just like, what is going on?
1: Yeah, I was I was not pleased the first <laughs> the first time I watched this movie and that happened. I like especially when I was younger too, like seeing that and just having no like there's no train of action where you're just like, oh. Oh, my gosh, like it, it's it's pretty grim and pretty like it's the one part of the movie where I'm like that had no business being in here. And like the way that they framed her, like I think because there was such like a, they, they would do it and then they'd kind of pull back a little bit. And then in editing, they'd go and do something else. And like her reaction to it was different throughout the entire thing. Cause at one point I think she started to like not fight it as much. And like, first of all, that's uncomfortable and problematic. And I, I think it was just this, it was just a mess. And I'm glad that you know Sam Raimi has come forward and been like yeah I, I regret that I apologize for that one that you know if I could go back and do it again I would not do that and yeah, you know that, that's the one thing that I kind of just wanted to get out of the way of like I'm not like super comfortable with that one scene it's you know it's remembered for a lot of different reasons the main one being that it's ugh, <laughs> like it, it's it's not a, a comfortable scene but let's talk about other parts of this movie yeah (laughs) because yeah yeah, that was the
0: thing like it just took you off guard like in this movie that's full of like all this other horror stuff that came out of nowhere so let's move back to what the rest of the movie was actually focusing on
1: yeah now that we've addressed the the elephant in the forest let's talk about (laughs) (laughs) the let's, let's talk about the gore in this movie because this movie is disgusting <laughs> oh there's a couple
0: times i had to look away i'm like i
1: this is why i don't watch zombie movies it doesn't even look real most of the time but there's there's certain parts like i know like the pencil and the ankle scene has ruined me to this day
2: <laughs> yeah the scene grosses me out every time it's disturbing it, Especially
0: because like there's ugh. a prosthetic foot or something because it's like they're just really getting in there and rooting around i'm like
1: okay (laughs) right like they've already they've already sealed their fate pretty much they they found the book of the dead in the in the in the basement and they're like let's read it which don't do that (laughs) like i don't believe in ghosts and stuff like that but like i'm not i'm still not gonna do it because a part of me is like what if (laughs) what if if i'm wrong or like (laughs) what if i what if i get no into my own head too much like it's just not worth the stress that it causes and you know they're just they're playing cards and like you know this one is <laughs> so funny because Shelly was like pretending that she was getting these cards right, and like that was Linda.
0: Funny, yeah,
1: yeah. Lindy and, Linda and Shelly are like, oh yeah, you totally got it right. Now <laughs> that was actually genuinely funny, <laughs> like pretending that she was get guessing all these cards right. And Cheryl, w- what did she say? Like what? It, Basically, this, it was telling them they're all gonna die. Yeah. To sum it up, this is like the iconic scene of like you're all going to die. Join us. Cheryl and, has a rough night. Dude, Cheryl has it worse than anyone. Yeah, <laughs> she, she really does. <laughs> like, like Linda. Linda had a pretty bad run too. But this is like Linda and Shelly. Like Shelly, dude. Shelly. Oh my gosh. I, well, <laughs> well, also the the other guy. Like it. Obviously, we don't see what happened to him. But when
0: you see how messed mm-hmm. up he is when he comes back, it's like,
1: oh. Yeah, the the way that the women in this movie just get the shirt into the stick is just not fair. It like, this movie is just absolutely just unbelievably violent. And they unleash this demon. Mikey, can you tell us what uh what what Cheryl does with a pencil?
2: Oh man. I think what I think they, they hit her with something and she's knocked out on the ground. Uh, at least we think so, and then yeah, she picks up the pencil and then hoot, and then just jabs it through. What was it? Was it Linda's ankle? She's a girlfriend. Um, I think it was Linda. Yeah. I think it was Shelly. No, it was Shelly. Yeah. It was Shelly? Okay, yeah. Just. Oh, man, that pencil just goes right in and then blood's just shooting out and then Shelly just lets off the loudest and longest scream ever.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, and she digs around, too. Oh, that's the yeah. worst
1: part. Oh,
0: just, yeah, yeah. That's when I had to look away. The initial stab, it's like, okay, I get it. It's the rooting around in there. I'm like, are you digging for gold? (laughs) Yes, she was. (laughs) It's
1: like, it's like, why? Oh, gosh. And just like the way that it like, oh, it was so disgusting. And like, uh, this this is what started like the whole, like, whenever I watch this movie over again, I forget how many times people get smacked in this movie. Yes. Like, there's not many punches, but like, I don't know if you guys kept count everyone gets smacked at least several times and- <laughs> <laughs> and without really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Particularly Ash. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, he does. <laughs> Ash gets smacked around and like, and like the mental stuff when he goes back down in the basement later, I'm just like, I'm going to mentally break this poor
1: man. Yeah, he's called that like a pro though. <laughs> <laughs> That man sold and bumped like crazy. Like he would go flying. <laughs> he would fly through the bookshelf. Like not just it wasn't enough to simply fall on it. He needed to fall into it, fall forward, and then let it fall on him. This this <laughs> was this was the Shawn
0: Michaels against Hulk Hogan level of selling.
1: <laughs> Which I think like almost unintentionally led to like them leaning more into that in the sequels like mike you've seen evil dead too so you you've probably noticed like the the physical comedy aspect is definitely like more in play this time around but like it's funny like what did you think about like watching it back and then going like oh man i'm starting to like see the traces of what it would become
2: oh oh man it's just oh man i'm totally blanking on this hold on hold on (laughs) Okay, I, it's, okay. I, it's, it's just such a wild transition to be honest yeah it, it's very it's unintentionally be- comedic yeah it's a better transition to what it became
1: right but initially if like if you go into this blind and you're like oh this is supposed to be a horror movie and then like halfway through you're like, ah! like just laughing because I, I found myself laughing quite a bit throughout this movie and when I know that it, we weren't supposed to
2: oh yeah I mean, yeah, I think oh, I laughed man. at the, I think I laughed a little bit at the pencil scene, if I'm being quite honest. At, yeah, least, the fir- it's... at least the first time around when I watch it, because I think the scream was just so over the top. And I'm like, granted, I don't want to know what it feels like to have a pencil jammed through my leg, but.
0: The the part that cracked me up was when the, he goes into, the, when Ash goes in, back into the basement the second time and the light bulb starts to fill up with blood and they use a sound effect of like pouring water in a glass. Glug 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 glug, glug.
1: Yeah. I was just laughing. I was like,
0: what the
1: I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I
0: was like, like
1: I was playing that show tune, it's like yeah. that's what you do when you're trying to be funny. That's not what you do when you're trying to like build tension. And I think that they were learning about tone. Like this whole movie is a lesson in tone and how to properly nail it.
0: Right. But once you <laughs> With this being like his first movie and everything, it, it makes more sense.
1: There's a pass here because there's so many good parts of it. And like, you know, the more that we watch it, there's so many like scary and gross scenes. Like, you know, between us, like I'll start with you, Mikey. But like, what was one of your favorite, like number one gore scenes and number two, like scary scene? Like, and it can be the same one, but I'm just curious, like, you know,
2: let, what what's that for us? Uh, man, I think my favorite gore scene. Um, it it's when Ash is in the basement the second time, mm-hmm. and then it's when obviously the house or the cabin just starts bleeding. But it was when uh when he was in front of like that film projector and blood just started dripping on it, Ooh. and and then everything just turns red around him. I thought that was honestly I love that scene. I think it's super cool and just super chilling a little bit to be honest. Now, yeah. now the scene that I find very scary and gross, um, it has to do when. Well, spoiler alert, when Ash wins and defeats it. And it was when all the bodies were starting to kind of implode. Oh, gosh. And, you know, they're, you know, they're spraying out milk, basically, through their mouths. And all of a sudden, like, applesauce is coming out of their I arms. Know. And I'm like, ah.
0: It grosses
2: ball. me
1: out. And they're
2: that like. the bugs.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's I'm so glad you brought that one up, because that. That stop motion for the time was actually really good. I thought. Oh, definitely. I I I love
0: what they did with what they had, but still, just intense.
1: I was laughing so hard, like every time, like because you could. They were going all in on it. They're like, let's just let's just throw everything in the kitchen sink, and every time one of them, like, their eyes would explode or, like, one of them would just implode somehow or, like, a part of them would explode or blow up and all of it would get into Ash's face and mouth. I was like, oh, my gosh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Or, or like, yeah, uh,
0: just, you almost took my answer because I was like, that was definitely, I was like, it got so over the top. I was like, this is, like, some happy tree friend stuff. Oh. (laughs)
1: I forgot about that until now. Thanks, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I know. <laughs> I deserve it. I give you too much. I give you a hard time. <laughs> they. Um, speaking of which, Caleb, talk about some scenes like, because you have such a different viewing experience with this than us. <laughs> I want to know like what parts like just scared and gross you out the most. Well, you can definitely... say the same thing.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I will say like I really did actually – Part of me, really, I, I wasn't like scared, but I did really like when Ash was in the basement, just everything is like, it's like the whole, it's almost like the whole world's against them at this point. Cause you know, like the, uh, pipe breaks and just pours blood on them, you know, coming out of the light sockets, like you said, with the projector screen, just really, really amping up. Like, this is definitely the final, like big climactic thing of, if Ash can make it through this, he'll make, he'll survive. And mm-hmm. and of course, I was like, it's a horror movie. One person has to survive, but they really gave me, they had me at a moment where I was like, he might not make it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of gory, it's that ending part is like, it's just hard to top how over the top it is. Once he threw the book in the fire and they started just imploding and just over the top fashion. But the other two that stuck out to me was when, uh, I can't remember who it was is a no, it was a girl. It was his girlfriend. He was trying to bury her, which mm-hmm. it was comedic when she would like wake up, he'd look over and she's asleep. And he'd go back to digging and she'd wake back. Up, and I'm like,
1: I don't think you, am I supposed to be scared at this? I was scared by that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come out and say it. That was especially the first time I watched it. I was like,
2: Oh, uh. well, no, no,
0: like I was the first time and, Like they kept doing it. And I'm like, I just went from scared to like, are you trying to be funny? but, But during that scene, when she reaches out and starts clawing at his leg and starts like ripping off skin and stuff, I was like, oh. Yeah. The leg stuff I can't do. And (laughs) and I'll give him credit. I do appreciate that when Ash is like walking around after that scene, like he's like limping and stumbling and like, good. He actually, like, they're remembering that he's hurt.
1: He's selling it. Exactly. He's selling it. Ash, like Bruce Campbell, especially is just so good at like remembering small details like that and small little like things that remind you this character is in trouble. Oh, and yeah. I keep forgetting about how scary that scene where he was burying her was for me, like especially the first time I saw it. like now, you know, it's just like, you know, I've seen it a million times that I know it's coming and it's just I can appreciate it more. Versus like when I first watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I,
0: like, it was it was scary in that regard of like you have that tension of oh, she's about to do something. But when she kept going back to sleep, I'm like, is something gonna happen or not? And
1: yeah. And I, tension.
0: And, well, I do wonder if that was a callback to the earlier scene when he gave her the necklace.
1: It was. It absolutely okay. was. And that makes yeah.
0: and when I when I framed it that way, I was like, okay, this makes total sense. It's supposed to be like a demonic twist on it
1: which might be one of the instances of like actual like intentional comedy in the movie where, (laughs) because he's pretending to like be asleep and then awake asleep and then awake. And that, yeah, that was funny. I (laughs) like to think about it. That's actually like, it's stuff like that where you're like, wow, this is made by someone who really knows what they're doing. Oh yeah, And it's just, you know, like obviously you can tell like, yeah, they just need to do it more because (laughs) it's, you know, it's a first time movie. I, the scene where they put Cheryl in the basement. <laughs> I want to talk about. Did you guys notice that it was a dummy that he was repeatedly hitting over and over? Oh yeah. Oh, of <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. Especially with like, dude, that dude was swinging for the fences. <laughs> he was going at it. Like, there's times throughout this movie where I was like, are they actually hitting each other?
0: It reminded <laughs> me of Airplane when you start like when Leslie Niels, like shakes the woman in the
2: plane.
1: <laughs> that. The line of people all with like different weapons. <laughs> like, yeah. Snap out of it, man. When they had like, you could tell that it was like a dummy that they like put like Cheryl's mask on. And then just kind of like went, the camera. <laughs> like, like, try to get her Oh man. It's, it's so funny because it's like, I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. And there's so many instances where they're like making the best of what they have. I know that that's like a, a motif throughout this episode, but like, you work with what you got, man. <laughs> they're not going no to have her. Yeah. They're not going to have her get actually hit. Like
0: well, <laughs> even if yeah, they, ha-
1: even if they had the budget, you wouldn't actually hit her. Right. You don't want to do that. That's just like, it's dangerous number one, but like, it's just so funny because you watch it now and like, you know, with low budget filmmaking, sometimes things are just going to pop up. It's just inevitable with what you have. That's filmmaking. That's showbiz baby. And <laughs> I love that scene because like, it's so intense. Like it, it's like the first moment where things really start to hit the fan. And it scared me like that. And the burying scene. And then, you know, the scene in the, the basement with like the blood and all that, that I think that's actually the scariest scene in the movie for me. Because it's like, because, it's psychological, right? It, there's so much going. It it was, I think the first moment of the movie where I started to get like palpable anxiety, like there there were moments where I was stressed, but like that was the moment where I was like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like it was probably one of the best uses of that team, like that casting crew's talent was right. that particular scene, especially Sam Raimi, too. Like they just did such a good job with that. And I was like, if the whole movie had been like that, it would have been way scarier. But oh, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> You make do. We we have a classic on our hands now. And <laughs> I love like watching that. And then looking at like other parts of the movie, like the scene where they're fighting uh, Shelly and she just was bullying Ash. Like Ash never got his revenge. (laughs) She would just throw him around and slap him around like a child. And like, I think at one point like the bookshelf went through him and he grabbed the ax. Like you mentioned earlier, he's just standing there and it's that cut. Like, cause she screamed That's the.
2: The super prolonged scream.
0: <laughs> Ash going, you could have
1: helped. And he's just like, Aah! for like almost three minutes, it feels like. <laughs> it would keep it kept cutting to Ash's face. And I know that they used that shot more than once. Oh yeah. I know for a fact they did Had to.
0: I mean one, no one I don't know too many people have the lung capacity to just sit there and hide like just
1: all out scream for like two solid minutes. No, but it, it was awesome, and then you know, he's just staying it like Azure is the biggest coward throughout this whole movie, and he finally steps up toward the end. He has the best character development, but he it's so maddening just watching him be useless for so long.
0: No, I will say the other moment, like, that's just really funny was like, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Scotty, yeah, when Scotty he's like. Screw it, I'm leaving. And it's like, we're going to leave them behind. Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, he's like, I don't care about them. Like,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: It's like they're possessed. Really? Are you still being stupid? But um, and he comes back. And of course, he's like, yeah, man, the trees are alive. Which I was like, and when you see what he comes back looking like, like there's bones sticking out of his arm and Ash is like, you'll be OK. It's like, oh, you stupid man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you, you're not going to. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, Scotty, you'll make it. I was like, no, he won't. <laughs> yeah, we won't.
2: No, no, Scotty knew he, he, he was going to make it. Charge.
0: Yeah, it's like, first problem, Ash is now in charge.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that, you know, that was the beginning of like, I think, well, that was the scene where he's like, you bastards, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, yeah. Classic. Which, there is
0: a funny thing, like, the way they possess the other, like, the three women, the way they immediately just take out Scotty, it kind of had me wonder, like, what made Ash so special? They just were toying with him, instead of being more direct, like the word, the other people.
1: And I'm sure Mikey can attest to this, but, like, in future films, they kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Like, especially with Evil Dead 2, they kind of soft reboot the series, and... When I was watching this, I was like, gosh, like it almost feels like sometimes he's not the main character initially. Like, I don't really know who the main character is. It, and there's yeah. focus on him more so. Like, there's certain scenes where you're like, okay, I can see it now. And but on first viewing, you're like, hmm, like you you can miss it if you're not fully paying attention.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, but to your point of. I know he said how rough, like, obviously, of a night Cheryl had. I also think Ash had a pretty rough night. But uh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a 1A, 1B situation. I mean, yeah, yeah.
2: No, no one had a good night. I'll put it that way. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ash did kind of watch his friends and his sister die. So, I mean,
0: yeah, and one rough, of them, rough night, and one of them get butchered completely by a chain like by the axe and oh, uh, it's, it's so get covered in blood. And like you said, when they're exploding in applesauce and stuff, so it's all going in his face and mouth and just like if. This man is not psychologically broken. He's a saint.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I like watching him, like watching him develop as a character and like kind of as somewhat of a hero is it's really impressive because like, you know, watching what he is at the beginning and then what he eventually becomes like they're just so drastically different, (laughs) especially with like what he's like in the show. And This is definitely like a major moment for him as a character. And I love watching what he's become now and what it's like to like have him as like this sarcastic, like one line dropping, like kind of antihero who has a chainsaw for a hand in the sequel. (laughs) Right. I'm
0: I'm not going to lie. I kept waiting for his arm to get chopped off in this movie. Just at least lead
1: into it. That's evil dead too i didn't
0: know
2: (laughs) looks like you have to watch it
1: (laughs) yeah i'll uh i think you'll actually like evil dead 2 more caleb just because like it's way more comedic based and i know you're not really a horror person so you'll probably watch it and go like this is amazing (laughs) fair but like to your
0: point though i do we're i mentioned it before we started recording of like it is funny that like ash follows a similar character development of like some about late 70s through the early mid 80s where you have a character like a ripley a sarah connor or an ash williams who start off very timid but then by the end they step up and eventually become this like iconic person
1: yeah i know like with ripley like ripley's definitely more of like a her character is more consistent like from the very beginning she's smart it's just you know she overcomes fear and in this like ash is like Almost entirely useless. <laughs> <laughs> no, then I'd be closer to Sarah Connor because she was pretty useless at the beginning of Terminator. Yeah, but she tried. You know, she she at least w- she felt more active, whereas like Ash was just like holding the axe and like <laughs> they would keep using that shot of him like making that weird face where he's like. Huh? And, like <laughs> it me up so much. <laughs> Towards the end of the movie, like you could see the moments where like. Like when he's running around, like that's actually a genuinely scary scene too, where he's trying to hide from, uh, from Linda. No. Yeah. From Linda. No, Cheryl. It was from Cheryl. When Cheryl came out and he had to shoot her and then he's like locking all the doors. Right. And you know, he, he remembers, he's like, I left the shells in the basement and that's when we get the basement scene. But there was another thing I wanted to talk about too. We're kind of like, you know, nearing the end of this story. When he's trying to throw the book of the dead into the fire, And first of all, we'll talk about all the other things when he's trying to use the necklace that, you know, he gave his sister and he's trying to like wrap it around and you see Cheryl with uh, the fire poker. I was like, she's going to stab him. That is the only thing that makes sense in this context. And she she then proceeds to just club him with it. And I was like, what are you doing? Like,
0: (laughs)
2: like, am I alone alone on that?
0: (laughs) No,
1: I straight up thought he was about like,
0: I was like, oh, I guess Ash doesn't survive this.
1: (laughs) I was thinking, like, initially, I was thinking she was going to stab his hand and then, like, he was going to cut it off or something in order to throw the book in. Because I knew that he had lost his hand in the sequels and all that. So I was like, when she just, like, was like... (laughs) didn't... Should have got a more for me. Should've gotten a more blunt object
0: if you're just gonna like wail on somebody versus a poker that's very or sharp.
2: She could have just, just tried and killed him.
0: <laughs> yeah, could just stab him in the back or heck, just start stabbing him a lot until he stops moving.
2: Like Mikey, you noticed this. <laughs> I sure did. It's you know, I watch it and I'm just like, okay, just you know, there's a lot there's a much simpler way to do this. <laughs> basically basically rooting for the deadite at this point
1: yeah i know and then she like it just it made me realize i was like oh he's gonna live because she didn't immediately just cut his head off or murder him like she was just <laughs> when he's throwing the thing and he drags the book like i was all hype i was like let's go <laughs>
2: <laughs> when he throws the book in the fire <laughs> and the, oh my gosh
1: and the tongue <laughs> i know
2: oh no <laughs>
1: <laughs> also how did he know that would work he didn't because <laughs> he saw um i think when it when it got near the fire it hurt scotty oh okay i didn't see that you, you I, could I, see I, him like singe a little bit or like get a little burned and he okay. was just like he put two and two together and okay that's actually fair. did something and i was like oh that's actually kind of smart like because in the the remake you actually can't burn the book oh, okay and that that was an interesting. Well, there's the the, the remake is very different in many ways, right? Very. The moment where they're staring, <laughs> they're like all wide eyed, and they're like, <laughs> and the book just starts doing the tongue thing. I was like, oh my god, I don't know. And what to I think one of them, them did it too. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I think um, Cheryl did it, and you're like, yeah. La, 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 la. And <laughs> I love that we talked about this episode because I get to make those noises and it's not weird. And
0: <laughs> Man, I just it was so just strange. And I guess I was too distracted because right before he that weirdness is like when he gouged out Scotty's eyes. Oh, that ooh, that was
1: gross.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> I laughed at that, but I was also like,
2: Ugh.
0: well, because one thing I was over the top because like then suddenly there's fountains of blood and you're just like, oh. And the screaming. What
1: is it with the screaming in this movie?
0: It's (laughs) just so long. Yeah. Once again, once you told me this is his first movie ever, it all makes sense now. Because it is first time, especially since he was an English major. So it's not like he uh, had practice where they're like, hey, screams are cool. Not for like 30 straight
1: seconds. Yeah, I I know that this was just a difficult production. And I, I, I love what came of this. And like, you know, we have Ash now as an icon. We got Ash versus Evil Dead because of this movie. And I mean, how many other literally Cabin in the Woods is like centered around the idea of this. So it's kind of amazing what like, you know, because if you watch this movie without any context, if you haven't seen a horror movie, if you've seen nothing horror related at all in any universe, this movie, you'd be like, okay but when you watch it and you've like experienced watching horror movies for so long, you're like, Oh my gosh, like so many movies draw from this movie alone. Like, especially like supernatural movies. Oh yeah. It's, it's kind of incredible. And I just love this movie so much. Like I I know Mikey, like this was Mikey's idea to talk about this movie. And I'm so glad he brought it up because like Mikey, like what does this movie mean for you? Like watching it now, especially like, what, what has it done? Like the more you watch, like how does it change
2: how you watch movies and like horror movies in general? Honestly, when I did a lot of research on it and just gotten the whole backstory with like just the production and like just the stuff Sam Raimi did, it just makes me love it. Cause the, just the stuff that they were able to do with what they had mm-hmm. and just, you know, Sam Raimi, he, he put his work in. He definitely like, I mean, at, in the final scene when, uh, you know, you get the first person camera just zooming through the cabin. All of a sudden, you know, it gets ash like literally it was Sam Raimi just on a bike with the camera on it. And he and he rode it through that cabin and everything.
1: Yeah, it's stuff like that, like small things like that, like the way that they had like, you know, that that camera present throughout and it's like its own entity that chases ash around and you know, chases these characters and the way that they pulled it off. Like I keep forgetting that he was on a bike for that. And they're just pulling the doors down as he went through.
2: Yeah. Sam Raimi. How, how do you make it through in one shot? I mean, maybe That's it took amazing. multiple tanks. I don't know,
1: but still the fact that they yeah. pulled it off to begin with is what's amazing about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh and it, man. And it was a good use of like, because with that camera moving around. It's like, there's always like, like there's always like, you know, like the creeping evil of like there's mm-hmm. you haven't actually beaten the actual evil just because you survived it was a nice like mm-hmm. that's a nice touch
1: yeah and they play off that well in the the sequel slash reboot slash evil dead 2 dead by dawn and <laughs> i uh i don't know like caleb you're not a horror movie guy i've probably said that a million times <laughs> but after watching this movie how do you feel about you know this movie and like you know Sam Raimi's career in general? Because I, I don't know if you've seen like Drag Me to Hell or, but you have seen the Spider Man movies and like of course you you probably remember the Doc Ock scene from Spider Man Two. There's, there's that makes so, so much more sense now. <laughs> there's so much Evil Dead in that. Like I think Mike, you brought that up to me.
2: No, <laughs> oh, yeah, that scene when it was what they yeah they were in the hospital and I'm like this is a gruesome scene right now. Yeah, it's
1: horrifying. And they have the little scene where like his his tentacles like they do like the where it looks like it's like zooming forward. Yeah, which is like such a Ramy staple. And mm-hmm. they did it in Darkman, too, with a nail gun. And I was like, ah, there it is. There it is. I, <laughs> I freeze out. Yeah. But oh, I, I love this movie. And like, you know, Caleb, like, I'm really glad that you agreed to watch it because it's one of my favorite movies ever for oh, yeah. various reasons.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh to watch it, especially cause, uh, with how big of a deal it is. Cause it's like, I know like I said, even though I don't really watch horror movies and you've gotten convinced me to watch two so far, um, mm-hmm. that it, cause I, I already knew who Ash Williams was. So I was like, I know this character. I mean, even in like Resident Evil seven, he gets referenced by, mm-hmm. you know, when Jack Baker gets the giant chainsaw slash hedge trimmer monstrosity and just goes mm-hmm. groovy and uh and uh (laughs) so i i i I need i need to see it and also like to your point of how influential it is because even as someone who doesn't watch horror movies a lot of stuff i saw in there i was like oh yeah these are definitely like the tropes of like kids going off on a weekend just to like hang out they find a cursed book shenanigans slash murder ensue and it was it was actually kind of cool to see what one of the big movies that kind of helped really popularize that.
1: Yeah. It's, there's so much where you'd be like, wait, this is like, this feels cliche. You know, like it kind of had a part in building these, these tropes and these ideas within the horror. you know, like just like Halloween did, just like Texas chainsaw did and black Christmas and like all these other movies. It's, I'm just, I'm so glad we watched it. And Mikey, thank you for number one, bringing it up, but also like being able to join us. Like we, uh, we record all our podcasts remotely, so we we're really stoked we were able to make this work. But you know, thank you, Mikey. And like any final thoughts about like this movie and like what you would recommend for people who are like starting to get into horror or who who may not be into it? Like, would you recommend this movie and like what are your thoughts about it and how it's, you know, influenced you in your movie watching?
2: I would definitely recommend it, but lower your expectations. <laughs> be be ready to last. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun
1: time that that I can definitely say. And, you know, I, again, thank you guys for joining us. This has been a really fun episode to talk about and, you know, happy Halloween. We're just getting started. We have a lot coming up for you guys. Uh, just a heads up. Uh, we're going to be talking about wrestling pretty soon. And we're actually going to be talking about Halloween Havoc. Which one that is, we will let you find out but you will (laughs) like it. (laughs) I guarantee you'll like it. And we have some other Halloween themed episodes coming up for this month. And we just can't wait. But once again, Mikey, thank you so much for joining us. And just, we look forward to having you around and look forward to having you talk with us. So thank you. Of course. appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, we are the internet world order. I'm Austin cook. And I am Caleb Mclemore,
2: And we will see you guys soon. See you guys.